Hello, welcome to Podcasters of Sex, an unofficial podcast about the Showtime original series, Masters of Sex. I'm Sarah Carlson, TV editor emeritus for Pajiba.com. Joining me is Mallory Andrews, columnist for Movie Mezzanine and submissions editor for Clio Journal. Hello, Mallory. Hi, Sarah. Each week, we discuss the latest episode of Masters of Sex. This week, we're covering Season 4, Episode 5, Outliers. You can find past episodes of all of Season 2 and 3, and now the first part of 4, on iTunes and SoundCloud. And you can find us on Twitter and tweet us your thoughts to at podcastersofsex. Apologies for not being very good tweeters this weekend, because truth be told, I wasn't watching Masters of Sex Live, I was watching the debate. Which had its own sexual politics, nah, and it was yeah. I was a horror show, and it was terrible, and so that distra- <laughs> I think Masters of Sex would have been better for both of our health. One hundred percent, like the dysfunction of Virginia and Bill was just is just pure Possible. joy compared to what we had to witness yeah. with Trump. So yeah, but. We're here, and we're talking about outliers. This was this is a good episode. Very kind of in 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 the middle table setting. Yes, yeah. I mean, it was good, and like when you think about it, like technically a lot of big stuff happened, but it mm-hmm. felt very um, not inconsequential, but just it was a very light episode. Yeah, that's true. But you're right. There were some major, some turning points, some similar ones to last week. Um, some similar things mirroring what Virginia went through, Bill went through. Mm-hmm. And then also just some, uh, I guess, some foreshadowing kind of setting up. Start. We'll start with Nancy and Art. Um, Virginia learns that Art did not come clean with Nancy and told Nancy that, or made led Nancy to believe that, yes, he did sleep with Virginia at their Coats and Keys party. And gave details about what that was like. She was all fake details. What kind of she was? What kind of lover? She was an attentive, an lover. attentive lover, mm, <laughs> which yeah. is like the like <laughs> creepy most thing to vanilla say. like <laughs> it's the most vanilla like intimate sex talk with your wife. Oh, you're such an attentive lover, dear. Yes, and Virginia found this out because da da da. She's got the whole place bugged, and she's. So crazy that she just sits and listens to the conversations that have happened in other offices, which is just Virginia. What is wrong? And oh, it, I think well, like I took that to be like they're um, she's taking or she's transcribing. Yeah, she's transcribing. Like I thought, like is she taking case notes? Well, no, because his whole point was that they would then they would have known they were being recorded because when he art tells nancy later he's like virginia knew something that she shouldn't have known like she heard it that's how they guessed yeah. so but i think it was confusing because we saw gee transcribing later or we heard about that but i really think she was just being a freak <laughs> and it would make sense if it were if maybe if it were things with bill but the fact that she's even doing it with them, she's just so... Well, like, what is the anybody. point of, um... Like, is it is it really necessary to transcribe every conversation from every day, or listen to every conversation from every day, like, if nothing 
unusual happens. And I don't even know how that's possible. How does she even have time to do that? It's like having a security camera. I mean, these people are outraged by like, oh, we're being recorded. Like, there's security cameras everywhere now. Yeah. Um, but like, there are like, I, I worked in places with security cameras and it was definitely like nobody was watching it unless something happens during the day. And then, and then you go, go back, back and, and watch the tape. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, not exactly plausible, <laughs> but I guess I'm just like not 100% sure what's going on with Virginia. Yeah, why Virginia is listening know. to it. It was the only reason she was is so she could hear Art's conversation. And then they it. kind of built it a little with the way she was reacting to Guy, where he was so like effusive with her and she immediately suspected him and was like, background check. So, yeah, which I, I mean, fair considering what happened last season. Yeah, so I guess it's all kind of combined with her just being. Paranoid and still yeah. not not fully able to trust people, trust Bill, and with the whole trial thing. But but it sets it up where Art still hasn't confided in Nancy. Um, but he he and Nancy discover Lester's little bugging station place mm-hmm. in all the tapes, <laughs> and so that was interesting. And then later we see Nancy when the. Bill and Virginia aren't there, kind of move in on, it looks like a high-profile potential client. Um, yes. Doing, kind of stepping in there and doing her thing. Um, which you know is going to be a big storyline because he's played by uh, Mr. That, Sheffield. That guy, yes! Yes. So. Uh, uh, Charles O'Shaughnessy, which, who we also <laughs> lost, we last heard from in as um, Sinjin on Mad Men. <sighs> Yes, you're right. That is where we last Yeah, I haven't seen him since then. Aw, Sinjin. Hello. Oh, <laughs> Sinjin. Yes, so good call. Good call. We, we'll see where that leads and what this uh, asbestos guy has, what his uh, dysfunction is. Um, but yeah, so there was that. There was Guy and uh, Bill finds out that he's kind of living there and is ready to kick him out, but then has compassion when he learns that he's was over he was in Vietnam but was kicked out for being gay and his parents are like arguing with him over that and that mm-hmm. kind of mirrors what's going on with yeah uh Helen and Betty and also um it stands to point out that Bill explicitly says that homosexuality is not a a um, dysfunction yeah meaning I think the show is going to completely gloss over Masters and Johnson sort of uh work with curing homosexuality. Right. I don't the, think the real Masters and Johnson. Right. Which I'm not gonna I don't feel bad about. No, I, me yeah. either. But it, but like on one hand it's sort of like um glossing over a very painful part of like these real people's history. But at the same right. time they've been like changing the details all along. It's just I if anybody's upset about that or is upset that they're sort of, you know, this is a hagiography of Masters and Johnson, like, mm-hmm. I get that criticism. I don't necessarily have a problem with it in this context on this show. Right. Yeah, I agree. Especially because I don't think they have enough time to really delve into it. And it's such it's such a tricky topic, especially, and we've talked about this, especially yeah, for modern yeah. audiences. And so it's just, oh, it's just not. But yeah, they had they had conversion therapy, I believe. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the the Masters of Sex book, and um, yeah, they dabbled in it. They weren't quite. They weren't as bad as others, but but that was at least 
that was at least something. Um, and it's good to see Sarah Silverman back at home. Yes, it's always good to see Sarah Silverman. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's been making her rounds this week, promoting, because this is her, like, big episode. So she's been making the rounds on the talk shows promoting this show. Oh, yeah? This one she and, just had? Yeah. yeah and this okay. is the, uh, the first season that I've watched since realizing that she's dating Michael Sheen. Yeah. She is. Isn't that cool? It's yes. Kind of, it's uh, I kind of love the two of them together. And I also love her. This is, like, way off topic, but not really. Uh, her friendship with um, um, Kate Beckinsale, who is Michael Sheen's ex. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really, really sweet. That is very, yeah, because I saw some random things when Kate Beckinsale was doing press for Love and Friendship that she and Michael Sheen are still friends because they have a kid yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's our, it's our celebrity corner for the day. <laughs> um, it was good. It was an emotional scene. Of course, sad seeing her um, appearing to be Helen finally coming out to her parents. Hey, it's National Coming Out Day. Hashtag. Oh, and, yeah. And being rejected apparently rejected yeah i feel like that's not gonna last i feel like these i mean they um they sort of introduced the parents these these sort of like very sweet like midwestern type very helpful very supportive even supportive of their daughter who apparently is having a child out of wedlock true as far as they know um true like if they were if they were really hardcore they would be probably bitchy about that maybe what the only thing we saw is that they got up and they left. They yeah. that was their response. But that I think there's without them saying anything. I think that you're right. There's could be room for them coming back and like, yeah, well, we just needed to process or whatever. I think the story's gonna have a happy yeah. ending. Yeah. yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Um, what else did we have? So we had the bugging. The trial was looming. The so Mr. Um, Alpha Tell whatever lawyer guy was there to help pick the jury oh, for the criminal yeah. trial. Yeah, that guy. That guy who's just has that name and that face. Now, <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but I could have had an entire episode. I mean, for as brief as the trial was, but just the the process of the trial, like that going through really picking the jury. Yeah, maybe it's because. So here's the annoying part. I don't think this actually happened. Uh, like I was looking it up, and this is not. They had there was one issue tied to the surrogates where a man whose wife was part of the surrogacy program sued them. But it wasn't this big, and they settled, and it didn't get yeah. that much press coverage, and Bill didn't have to, like, testify that he was a sexual deviant. Right. So, so that didn't happen. So maybe that's okay. why they didn't go terribly maybe. deep into yeah. it. But it you're right, that would have been very interesting. Yeah, and maybe it's just the crime procedural lover in me that's been watching so much, like... Um, OJ made in America and the people versus OJ yeah, and yeah, making yeah, a murder. I'm just like, I want like an entire episode of them picking the jury and like why they pick certain people over others and like the types <laughs> of questions they ask. Yeah. And like, cause like the, I, like it was a good montage. Like it was very, um, I mean, obviously it was, it just needed to be there to get us to the point in the end of the episode where Bill and Virginia are reconciled, but we'll get to that. Right. But, but still, like I could have, I could have gone for a little more, <laughs> a little more trial drama. Yeah, yeah. Some of it was courtroom. <laughs> some of it was good. I liked, you know, the behind the scenes where he's back in the judges' chambers. I liked his Bill's spiel. 
on, you know, it's like, how can you be deviant on something to devi- to deviate means there's a norm, but there's no norm in the, in here, you know? So he's mm-hmm. just like the very concept of what's a sexual deviant, you know? And, and I liked that. I liked his speech, but yeah. then, and then it was so harsh that the judge <laughs> wouldn't let him actually get like, it. No. He just shut him down. Oh, um, but so that all came about because Bill found out that the prosecution was going to be calling as a witness, um, Ernie Elliot, 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 Elliot. <laughs> yeah. something as who was the bellboy at the hotel where he and Virginia went for a long time to do their work. And it was interesting. There's still, he's still so willing, I guess he talks about at the very end to risk everything mm-hmm. for her. And he's, he at least is kind of self-aware of that now. Of Like, why do I do this? Why yeah. will I risk my reputation and everything to save her? It's very interesting. Because you love her. And I sort of like that scene where they're talking in the parking garage about it. Yeah. Like, where he has the revelation and he's sort of, like, thinking through what to do. And, like, it's one of the first times all season where he's like, oh, I know exactly what I need to do to save Virginia. Yeah, he kind of... He had been very aloof and kind of pushing her away. And mm-hmm. she was even trying. She was so fascinating the way she pivoted. Once she saw that he and Libby were maybe reconciling, how quickly she came back and was flirting with him and then trying to get him to go to New York to to pitch the book again, etc. And she mentioned, mm-hmm. like, oh, and we'll get back to work. And it's taking, like, everything he can do to avoid that addiction, to avoid that temptation, and be like, nope, nope, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to focus. And it's funny that, like, Virginia makes a speech about, like, you know, not repeating old habits or patterns with Libby, but then she tries to use old patterns to manipulate him into, like, getting back to you. It's like, you're so manipulative. (laughs) Oh, and he he did did a good job of resisting for a while, and he he really was trying, but then once it actually became, once things were actually tough, and and it was her reputation, he was just willing to throw his his way in in a sense. Mm-hmm. Not that he really I don't think it's like completely going away, but you know, it yeah. was that was his instinct. He could no longer fight it. Um so of course it's a little on the nose him being going back to AA, but it is at least finally he's at least being more self aware. And I I like that Virginia's, you know, recognizing, okay, this is actually how I feel remotely or we do belong together even if it's we're, even if we do make each other angry we also make each other happy mm-hmm. etc so there this was an episode of progress yes definitely so what'd you make of the all the bill and libby stuff um i i'm glad that libby basically said all the stuff that we said last week that there's more to there to there were more problems in Bill and Libby's relationship than just bad sex. Yes. Um, but I also like that she just sort of, like, they, she just let their, um, she just sort of decided to enjoy having sex with them for a little bit while longer before being like, yeah, we're not reconciling. Like, we were just having a good time. <laughs> well, that was fun. Um, Thanks for experimenting. Bye. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, 
So they 69, they smoke a little pot. It's very cute. <laughs> um, but then she, but, yeah, her. But, but then Libby's like, yeah, like, this is like, this what we have. It's been great, but like, I'm not the one you're supposed to be with. Yeah. Like, you love me. Yeah. But not, you didn't love me. I, I, I thought that was such a nice anecdote where she was like, I know that you stopped calling me because you found somebody else and you came back to me because she broke your heart. And you knew mm-hmm. I was safe. You knew I wouldn't know how to break your heart. And I was like, oh, that's really insightful. That was yeah. really good that she's, she's just so, she's so coming to her own and so, so self aware now. I mm-hmm. love it. I love it. And then and she's the, like, and the, um, the bit where like she just has, um, where she pulls out the joint and like, uh, Bill's like, where did you get that? And she's like, oh, there's a lady in my group who trains them for like casseroles. <laughs> yeah, she is. It's like <laughs> basically like like turning like her old housewife gig into like a commodity to like make herself happy and have fun. Yeah, she's like, oh, I can do that. I can crank yeah. out casseroles. I like her when she goes back to the lawyer. What was her list of like her criteria that she asks him? It's like, well, how do you feel about pot? <laughs> how do you feel about oral sex? <laughs> how do you feel about marriage? How do you feel about dinner? I was like, those are good questions. <laughs> she's like, okay, so let's go to dinner. So she's just looking to have fun. She's not yeah. looking for seriousness because she's and just gotten out of that. Yeah, and she deserves it after like 12 years of like absolute trash. This is very true. This is true. And, but then, and then we see Bill and Virginia just kind of, I guess, heading back down that road where she, Virginia sees what he does for her. And is, mm-hmm. again, moved by it. And appears, she basically says like that she at least back down the road they belong of, uh, together, collaborating together, together professionally. Yeah. Yeah. And then she holds his hand. And so, yeah. And you just kind of see him, like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the, he's an addict. <laughs> it's the drugs. It's it's right in front of him. He can't say no. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they're painting that. <sighs> I don't know where I fall on that. So it's just not. Are they saying that they're not good together no matter what? Like there's no redemption there. Like it's still ultimately, yeah, it makes them feel good, but it's still ultimately bad for them. Is that what they're saying? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I think they're saying that there's like definitely going to be issues that they still need to work through. But mm. I mean, I'm. The end game of the show is definitely Bill and Virginia back together, right? So yeah. it's it's a little bit it's a little bit hard to read right now exactly how we're supposed to feel about them being back together because like evidence like I mean yes we enjoy seeing them together but all the evidence builds up to like they're kind of good and really bad for each other, right? Right, like it's kind of a bad idea. Yeah, and I mean the real the real life Masters and Johnson were married, but it we talked about that in the past that it wasn't didn't for them it wasn't very romantic, I don't think. Yeah. And and then they got divorced. So I don't know what's gonna happen with <laughs> the show people because they've changed it so much. Um but I don't know. The the romantic in me is pulling for them. Yeah, to, me too. So Yeah. So it was it was good. It, um, interesting, though, that they had several... Oh, I, now, now that I'm thinking about it, you know, the title's called Outliers, and they had mm-hmm. three different plots 
subplots having to do with um with homosexuality with also so there was helen and betty and there was gee and then there was the little the brown little guy little brown guy who was yes which gee, like which but that weird. was probably the really kind of a weird scene for me I it was a like, the whole party was really i didn't awkward. get it and then that and then it was that guy that character actor guy who's been in things and what I don't know why they would introduce him if he's not going to be around. That was confusing to me, that entire thing. Why would, would he really be demoted? I, mean, I guess so, in 68, where he's demoted and everything. Yeah, like we saw the guy in Mad Men, like people got fired. True, that's true. Sal was, poor Sal. Yeah. But, so Virginia helps him out a little bit. Just makes him the, his boss think he's whatever. Mm-hmm. But that, that was interesting. It's interesting that they kind of aren't doing it. I wish I like that they at least have Betty and Helen and that they've been building more of a backstory and a relationship there. I wish we could get Barton back. um, Because I think Barton was so much more interesting. I don't think Bo Bidgers is back this season. I haven't heard Mm -hmm. anything. But he's been mentioned enough times and he's he's Helen and Betty's um, obstetrician. He is. I wonder if he'll Maybe come he's back, back for next the baby. Week. <gasps> come back for the baby, please. Cause I I really like them. I miss um I miss him. I miss Alice and Janney. They were two mm-hmm. of my two of my favorite characters, I think. Yeah. Definitely. And I had always liked um um Betty and Barton's interactions as yes. few and far in between as they yes. were. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, so I don't know. This episode was good, a little uneven, and, and mainly just kind of a moving things along. A pl- mm-hmm. not, not quite a placeholder, um, but inching us closer toward what we've been what we've been anticipating. Yeah, yeah. So, and we, but we don't have any rants for this week. No rants no, about uh, no rants for this week. I mean, clearly <laughs> they're they're just gonna draw out the whole Art and Nancy thing. Like Art's not ready to talk to Nancy about the fact that he wants to be. He'd prefer to be monogamous, right? So, Lame. Whatever. Come on. At least have like an argument about it. Like him just looking like pitiful. I don't know how much we could do that. We've already dealt with that in the past. Yeah. And why is it always uh, the man? I feel like in all these situations. It's like the woman is the one who's wanting to go off or do something separate, and it's always the man left puppy dogs on this show. Yeah. Hmm. Well, because like when a woman does it, it's like, oh, she's so clingy and needy. True. Boo! It's just crap all around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, good episode. I don't really have much more to say about it. Um, no, it was just like, like we said, it was just sort of like a table setting. Like, they moved all the pieces forward on yeah. the chess table that is Masters of Sex. That is true. That's not how you play chess, but, like... <laughs> you just put them all forward, <laughs> you yes. Move all the, you move all the pieces forward. It might be. I mean, you technically could play it that way. But, yeah. Alrighty. Well, yeah, I say we keep this short. If you guys... Yeah. If anybody's listening, y'all are listening, uh... Tweet us what you think about all of this. Tweet us what, um, how you think it's going to play out with Bill and Virginia to at podcasters of sex. Um, we will be back. We're actually probably going to skip a couple weeks and maybe start doing this every other week. So we will, if we're not back next week with episode six, we'll be back in two weeks with episode six and seven. 
until then, Mallory, where can we find your work on the internet? You can find me at moviemezzanine.com and cleojournal.com and on Twitter at Mallory underscore Andrews. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at Sarah K. Carlson and occasionally on pajiba.com. Thanks to our producer, Corey Atad. We will talk to y'all later. Bye.